welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Hello, and our guest this week is Kamina Vincent. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problems. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you want to just tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? I... I'm a producer at Mountains Studios. Uh, it's we're coming up to our one year birthday party soon, which is super exciting. We're working on our first game. I'm also doing three diplomas, thanks to Film Victoria for their fellowship, the Women in Games Fellowship that they've offered. It was the first one last year. I also, I'm a big diversity advocate um, in inclusion, but I've taken a bit of a step back from community activities due to the fact that I'm also traveling overseas as part of this fellowship to go shadow other producers around at some point this year. I help out at GCAP, which is Games Connect Asia Pacific, a game dev conference that's held during Games Week, and I also give talks occasionally. Cool. I think that's all I do at the moment. <laughs> that's that's plenty. <laughs> Yeah, that fellowship sounds amazing. That's that's great. Yeah, it was a really good opportunity, and I'm really glad that Film Victoria is doing this. It's really to keep mm. um, women in the industry once we get here, because of course there's like so many points that women drop off, and one yeah, of those absolutely. points is after a couple of years working in game development. So yeah, I'm in some like really great company with it, and it's amazing to see what everyone's doing with their fellowships. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'd like, I've seen a lot of, well, I mean, there's a lot of the sort of intro stuff for, for getting women and girls into, into mm. games and game development, mm. particularly from a young age. I think there was, I saw one in Victoria recently. Um, yeah. And I've got two young daughters who are, they're only one, so they're too young for it yet. But like, that's the sort of thing I look at and go, oh yeah, that's awesome. Like that's, yeah. you know, hopefully yeah. it continues over the next, you know, decade and, and they can. Yeah. And I think it's like interesting, even with like the women's AFL, like that's now, mm. like when that continues, that's makes it totally normal. So kids are going to grow up with that being normal. Absolutely. They're not going to remember yeah. a time before. And yeah, if we can get these initiatives working, it's great if we can just change the world that way. Yep. Despite the federal government and the, what they probably <laughs> would like to do. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. Interesting, because we did have the Games Fund that was introduced. That was a federal grant, the mm, $20 million. Mm. Uh, but a lot of Victorian grants were actually introduced by the li bigger Liberal government. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, props where where uh, appropriate, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, very small yeah. L Liberal, though, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Us too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we get into it? Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to play a little game we call Click Pitch, Woo. which is where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three, two, one, we will click to get a new word, and based on that prompt, we'll come up with a video game idea. Hopefully something yeah. funny or interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Not a designer, right. so... That's okay. I'll see you, though. We've all, we all play games, so we know the general, you know. <laughs> I'm you know a producer, so idea. I get other people to be the creatives for me. Well, perfect. That's what we do, yeah. too. We say, we come up with the ideas, and then someone else go and <laughs> actually figure out the details. <laughs> yep. All right, Trevor. Okay. Do the honors. Three, two, one. Click. Approving. Hmm. Originality. Oh, Novel. Okay, so you're a publisher. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, 
and <gasps> you your whole game is to read just random novels and check them off for originality or you know <laughs> throw them into throw them into the furnace it's a um it's a VR game <laughs> <laughs> if we make this the sequel to like the oh, what is it the way you're a game studio and you have to like make titles and like oh, you get like, to choose uh, how original it is and stuff like that. Yeah, what's that called? Game game. And dev there was a something studio or something. Is it just? Yeah, yeah. I, I played so much of it and I can't remember the name. But it's a prequel, so you're that's why you you're back in <laughs> oh. time doing the original. Oh, games <laughs> novels yeah. and that sort of stuff instead of game yeah. dev. <laughs> well, when you said VR though, Trevor, I kind of like the idea of just you know things like kindles and stuff have taken away the real physicality of reading mm. so maybe it's just a vr app that has like a nice <laughs> roaring fire and a comfy chair and you can load all your kindle books up into it but then they just load on what looks like an old school book and you have to turn the pages <laughs> with you yep have to turn the pages and then you know if if you want to um you know unload the book from from it you got to throw it in the fire you throw it in the fire <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or going back to the publish one, it's just like very much a Tinder app. It's like, yep, no, yep, no. And oh, then yeah. if it's the prequel, in the next one, you actually have to make those. Like whatever make- you've approved. <laughs> oh, okay. So in yeah. that same sort of game dev studio sort of way? Yeah. Or, do you, yeah. or actually go out and make them. them or you just have to write. It's just, yeah. Maybe it's just a, what's the... NaNoWriMo, the national novel writing yeah. in November. It's, like- it's actually, it's just a, it's a little game you play to get an idea for what you actually need to, what novel you need to write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it presents three random word prompts and you can just bin them <laughs> if you don't like them. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a full transmedia experience because if we're going like VR, kind of like Tinder Mechanic app, and then like, you're definitely transmedia. Yeah. And then you actually write the book and yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had coffee today, and I'm like the worst when I've had coffee. So, so three, two, one, click. Posture. Oh, champion. Horticulture. <laughs> okay. All right. Pastures and horticulture go together. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're a farm. Okay. No, you've got a farm to manage, but mm-hmm. you're the animals on the farm, and I'm. About to descend into animal farm, I <laughs> into think. Into George Orwell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You're the champion yeah. pig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. That took a very dark turn. All uh, oh, right. Just, oh, we already got a little bit political. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm always picturing that. I'm getting an interesting visual of like a, a farm management game, but that has these very Orwellian animal farm mm overtones or undertones i guess that maybe aren't obvious right off the bat (laughs) yeah and you're writing subversive messages in the trees like you're pruning them what's that called i can't remember oh oh right you release the goats and they'll like nibble a certain way and then like you release the cows and they'll like chew things (laughs) and then like you can write really weird political (laughs) messages in your farm so in in, like the hedges and things yeah, or even like planes passing overhead. Oh, right, like just in the grass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I'm not sure where the game is in that. I don't think I've ever seen, you know, like Animal Farm, the video game. So <laughs> it might be interesting to actually have, you know, the sort of graphic novel yeah. version of, of Animal Farm so that. Do you get multiple you know, endings? A new, 
well, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and you know, it, it brings Animal Farm and the, the whole story to a new generation. Exactly. They experience it for the first time. Yeah, it's a social sim where you're trying to gain power whilst not letting the other animals understand that that's what you're doing. Yeah, so this sort of diplomacy and, and politics. Yeah. But presented as cutesy animals. I mean, this is like the whole point the of the biggest of, eyes. Basically, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so introduce introduce five year olds to capitalism and yeah, <laughs> socialism, <laughs> Lenin, yeah. and all the rest. Exactly. Yeah, I think I read Animal Farm when I was about eleven, and I didn't understand what it was about. And now I have like oh, a huge fear of big animals, farm animals. <laughs> 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 Yep. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah, I think I read it around the same time, and I think I had, you know, a sort of similar. Um, <laughs> don't know what the hell they're talking about, but it's an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a story about animals for kids. For kids. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like Watership Down is just a story about rabbits going on a journey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was like my favorite movie when I was six. That that's kind of sad. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it had rabbits. That, that's a it's a really. <laughs> Really pretty crazy ending to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure why my parents let me watch that. I think it might have come under Because it had rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I wasn't allowed to play games because, you know, why let your child play games? But yeah, it was very interesting. Well, you showed them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is why you don't stop children playing video games. Otherwise, they'll become game producers and make them. Well, I also read that you were a um, <laughs> you were a league QA at one stage, weren't you? Uh, yeah, when I was working at Tin Man Games. Um, I went through a lot of hats at Tin Man, so it was a lot of fun. Did some community Yeah, so QA, QA, you were playing them all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yep. I was, yeah, <laughs> I had to make sure that we could get through the games entirely yeah. to the end. I was about to say, I think that's like air quotes playing when you're in QA, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's still seared into my memory how to get through several of those um, yeah. fighting fantasy books. Well, I'm a, I'm a software tester by trade, so ah, yeah. I'm, I sort of understand what you're talking about, except <laughs> I deal with business software. <laughs> oh, fun. Fun. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's click again. Not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Before we get Three, two, one, track. click. <laughs> All right. Timid. Hopping. Rectified. Something. Well, we just we're just talking about rabbits. Yeah, uh, that's where I went. Big, cutesy, big-eyed, cutesy rabbits that are scared, and they're trying to fix a problem. How about the problem of Easter? Because we're getting close to okay. getting close to get, Easter. Get on theme for for the time of year, huh? <gasps> um, it's a race. It's like an endless runner, but it's co-op, and you're playing with your friend who's a bilby. <laughs> so it's the fight to who gets to be the Easter mascot, or whoever gets, or who this. gets to escape and doesn't get encased in chocolate. Oh man, okay, that's getting dark. That's how you like it. Okay, yeah, let's move so- away from the dark again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're a bunny in a like Easter Easter bunny factory. <laughs> you're trying to avoid the chocolate, the, the the molten yeah. chocolate from encasing you. Yeah. To um, to create the mold from you. <laughs> yeah. No, I kind of like your idea, Trevor. Of your like you're trying to bring down Easter from the inside as mm. a rabbit because you're tired of of your race being <laughs> stereotyped as. I don't know. Laying eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone started spreading this rumour that we laid chocolate eggs. Or, so or it's kind of like a Sly Cooper-esque game, but you're the rabbit. Yeah, you have, to, you have to steal back all the eggs. Yeah. Okay, I like that. So you're 
the are you actually the Easter Bunny or your? No, I think the Easter Bunny's the final boss. <gasps> yeah, he's like so. So you're you're just a timid bunny who's who's decided that's it. I'm going to take Easter back and you know get rid of get rid of all this commercializ- commercialization by stealing all the eggs from all the different houses. Yeah, yeah. There definitely has to be a save the family kind of element to it. I think. I mean, like- yeah. Maybe his maybe his older brother is actually the Easter Bunny, and he and he's been brainwashed oh, into there's like a family <gasps> drama going on. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit like. Have you seen that movie Arthur Christmas? No. No. It's it's about like there's this gen- like generational Santas like the 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 uh sort of mantle of Santa gets passed on generation to generation but it's the younger the young the younger brother of the next Santa and he's sort of bumbling. But maybe Aww. it's that sort of thing. It's like a younger sibling of the Easter bunny who is sick of being overlooked and decides to just take down Easter. Mm. Just if just, he can't have it then no one he, can. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's just he's just totally jaded now against the whole thing because he he got it taken away from him. So does it get wow. hyper violent then? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're sticking with the cutesy theme. Well, yeah, but I was going to say you got to do you got to do something to like to juxtapose against the giant big eyes cutesy rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we could always go. Oh, what was the rabbit from Monty Python? It's like his <laughs> oh, yeah. secret power. <laughs> It's timid, and then when you build up enough power, then he just unleashes yeah. in this massive, like, bloodbath, and then he goes Chocolate back to just hopping. <laughs> is poisonous to cats and dogs. Is it poisonous to rabbits? Because maybe it just, like, causes, like, you have to eat the chocolate so you can go into berserker rage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I was thinking is, uh, you know, the, the whole game, it is just all cutesy, and you kind of, mm. you know, you're bouncing on, on the bad guy's heads, and they... I don't know. They turn into into chocolate and turn to pieces or something. And then yeah. the the at the end when you finally do get to the Easter Bunny, you just tear him apart. And there's blood everywhere, just completely <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> it goes from this cutesy little thing into this like hyper violent, you know, visceral ripping apart of of the Easter Bunny. And then <laughs> he goes back to just hopping out of the out of the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit more confident now. Like you're not as timid. You can take on the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just needed that. <laughs> just needed that confidence boost of uh, murdering your older brother. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I quite like that. <laughs> I feel like the ratings might be an issue at some point. Oh, they don't play all the way yeah. through those games, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they don't play all the way through. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna traumatize some kids. <laughs> Yeah. And when you give them the game code, you know, you just say, don't read past this point. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Of course. But that, that's for the programmers to work it out. It's a day one patch. It's not in the, the version that they <laughs> that they review. <laughs> it's not in the physical copy. Yep. Okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> we'll click again. Let's click again. Three, two, one. Click. Crosswalk. Battlefield. Advertisement. <laughs> Battlefield wow. cross crosswalk advertisement. Crosswalk. Yeah. Okay, so there's two two or three like big billboards that can be seen from this one from this one crosswalk. Mm-hmm. And the battlefield is the advertising um, landscape. So you're you've got to come up with the different adverts to try and like get people to buy the products. Yeah. So it's like one of those management games except all you've got to get these people is this one billboard. Mm. Yeah. At this crosswalk. So can you buy all sorts of so it starts off and it's just you've got barely any money 
Or, uh, maybe maybe it starts off and you've got so little money, all you can do is like get a spray can and graffiti over the top of the existing billboard. <laughs> yep. Yeah, which is that viral marketing, so you get more sales from that, so you get more so you, pay. That's it. That's it. And you start being and able to And the advertisement budge, budget goes up. And that's yeah. just the introductory level. And then later on, you've got to manage like different advertisements throughout the city that just happen to be at crosswalks. Yeah. But you've got competing, uh, you got competing um, companies. Companies that sell very similar product. And you've got to like look at, I guess, like visual clues of what the people are wearing. Like, is it raining? Do you like, are you trying to sell umbrellas? Like, is it a hipster environment? Is it like more corporate? Yeah. 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 And, and, and sort of tailor your ads. Is, is there yeah. a real, is, are we going to give them full control over what these ads end up looking like? I think they're going to have that sort of like almost a prefabricated sort of selection. Yeah. Thing, selections of yeah. things that yeah, you can do. Yes, you've got do. like so, a particular layout, but you can switch out the images between a number of different images, and some are more expensive, but are going to be more effective in t- towards different demographics. Yeah, you can yeah. put because you're paying for a certain model to come in and and t- do a photo shoot, and yeah. that costs more because yeah. this one Flashing is really lights, neon. And then you've got all the like gimmicky billboards. You, once you really get the the cash, you can have move things that move and like what are the um what are the ones that- the video billboards and well video billboards. But be- if before you get to that, the ones oh, I can't remember what the name is, where they look different from different directions because they're like oh, it's oh lenticular a word is it? for it. Yeah, lenticular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can get like the ones that are like triangles. So when they spin, like you got three different. You can yeah, have, like, exactly. Up to three at a time. Yeah, but they, but you know, they can break down because you know you always mm. see like two of the things uh, stop have stopped spinning. So. <laughs> <laughs> your ad is less effective over time unless yep. you maintain it. Yeah. You've got to worry about dead pixels if it's like completely LED. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. That's kind of cool. I like that management aspect. Yeah. What is there anything else we can bring into it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. You got oh. some stuff. Um, corporate espionage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you got, you got people from the other advert companies, you know, sending in people to, to your your place and you've got to also do sort of like a maybe even a where in the world is come in San Diego sort of thing of trying to work out <laughs> um just through gradual interviews with these people to find out who's the who actually works for I don't know evil advert corp or something like that yeah. <laughs> well maybe just to keep with the advertisement sort of theme you have to like um put out propaganda or like misinformation <laughs> in, in the form of signs in your like in your building and stuff to to give them the wrong idea. It could yep. go in 1984 style. So you're actually propaganda. You're waging war on the people or like war is good and things like that. So you're actually converting your population into your beliefs. That's cool. And just that because, is cool. and because we're on theme for the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that actually. As, yeah. Or maybe it's maybe it slowly becomes that. So it starts off just as standard kind yeah. of, you know, you, advertising. You're trying, to, you're trying to sell your stuff. You, you, yeah. And eventually, as your corporation gets bigger and bigger, it starts to <laughs> sort of take over political parties, and yeah, until eventually, yeah. And the end game is that you're actually this fascist government and you're putting out propaganda <laughs> to control your people and and make them think yeah. the way you want them to. <laughs> Yep. But it was such a slow build up that people didn't even realize till they were doing it willingly. That's how yeah. it happens. That's how it happens, man. 
<laughs> so even in the game, and then and then you then you just point out at one stage that maybe you're you're actually the the evil corporation that that needs to be taken yeah. down. Maybe that's the end. Like as soon as you've got a hundred percent of the population believing in what you're putting out, it's like congratulations, you own the minds and maybe the hearts of these people. You are the dictator. Yeah, you. That's it. And then. You get and you're a very then you get invaded person. by the US. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah, society collapses and turns all grey and dull. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know, it becomes very very much harder with um other corporate espionage coming in and trying to take mm. you down from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if the world's all grey and dull, you've got very limited options as to what you can put on your billboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, that's why we need to crack down on crime and all those people, like, graffitiing up the place. They might get their message across. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a, that'd be an interesting aspect in this is, is the people rising up against you as well and how yeah. that plays out purely in the form of your, like, in, in the realm of your advertisements of your yeah. billboard. <laughs> yep, that's the only thing you can see is billboards. Yeah, you don't actually see yeah. any of the people. You've just got stats and your billboards. Yep. <laughs> Yet again, it was such a slow change that you didn't even realise that you did. You didn't even care about the people anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, the world is fine, and it's it's just your people have been handling you in your room because they know what you want to (laughs) hear. Yes, everyone's buying the product now. (laughs) Go back in your room, rub your hands together in an evil manner. All right, okay. let's, let's do another one. Three, two, one, click. Stretch. Cellist. Oh. Archbishop. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I had I could have come up with something for the first two, but that's like, that's throwing me for a loop, the Archbishop. All right. I guess it's just maybe you're in like the Vatican Orchestra. Yeah, um, much better okay. than where I was going. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, cellist, right? You stretch. Well, I guess that might be strings. And then you threw an archbishop. I'm like, we have to stretch the archbishop to get strings for the oh, no. cello. Oh, and then I just went to like dungeons, and I'm like, maybe the archbishop is like. So I'm all for torturing archbishops. I mean, you can well, take it there uh, if you like. No, 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 I'm not down for torture. Yeah. So yeah, let, yeah. let's hear. Any other so let's ideas. go to the orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what I came, what I thought of is, um, is is more around like the the control scheme, and maybe you've kind of got these like bendy arms that you have to, but you have to try to play the cello. Like you've got, it's one of those very yeah. you know surgeon like simulator or co-op sort of control schemes yeah. where you're directly controlling it, but because of the yeah the difference between. And you're you know, playing for the archbishop, so you really have to be. Like oh, there you very go. good, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 a very important concert, yeah. Yeah. So that's all that <laughs> with with Surgeon Simulator. There's lots of different things that are sort of happening. Lots of different levels. Are there other levels to to occur as as part of this? Like I know maybe you move up through the ranks of the orchestra. Like you start off as the triangle, <laughs> and then okay. like there's the 1812 overture. Like at some point you end up. On the cannon? 
<laughs> but you still have these really stretchy arms. The real game so. starts because yeah. you're actually an assassin trying to take out the archbishop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's, just, that's what you're working towards. You're trying to get onto the cannon because yeah, you're going to it. yep. It's actually just a Hitman game. <laughs> but, but, you, but you're actually failing upwards. Yeah. <laughs> failing upwards, did you say? Yeah. Because, because, they only, because you, just, you don't have to be very good to use the cannon, is that it? You just have to light it at the right yeah. time. I don't know. I feel like you need to have some, have some skill to use a cannon in an orchestra. But yeah. You've got to know exactly how long that fuse is going to go for. <laughs> I don't think they actually have fused it. I think it's <laughs> no, literally sure. they just put it down and I'm sure bang, it just actually. goes instantly. <laughs> yeah, I'm how sure does it kind of work these fuse. days? It's just a, it's, it's, it's just someone's iPod. These days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I, did, play. I did see the 1812 overture played by, I think it was like the Australian Army Orchestra or something like that, at the Canberra Wall Memorial with the cannons going off. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Still have no idea how they be. controlled the cannons, so that doesn't really answer anyone's <laughs> They had really earlier. long, stretchy <laughs> arms. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, so, is it VR then? No, I think VR gives you too... Too much control? I too much control, to a yeah. Mat. A dance mat, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, that's... <laughs> to really think give it how the do, like how, do you, how do you play a triangle with a dance mat? Is it just you have to hit it exactly. at the right time? <laughs> yeah, there's the challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not just like when you hit one of the dance or one of the, one of the one of the spots on the dance mat that it plays the triangle in a different way. It's it's that your the four the arrow the the directions on your dance mat are controlling your hand. Yeah, um, and you have to like go back and forth or like ding 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 ding. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're just running on the spot, you know, just hitting hitting the um left or right buttons on the on the ground. Yeah, yeah and then as you like get as you do get out. through the different instruments in the orchestra, like when you do get to the cello, it's it's vastly more complicated. You can, but you still only got the four you got control foot directions. <laughs> well, yeah, or you just got to like select chords and and then like click this, you know, left and right, uh, moving your bow across the strings and and up and down a. Uh, moving your hands on the, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to really control that stretchy arm that's like flopping a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice little physics on the arms and. <laughs> yeah. Got to make sure they don't get tangled in the strings. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that while you're doing that as well, you've got to have like a like a PlayStation controller in your hand. So you're controlling something else with the PlayStation controller. <laughs> oh, okay. We're so, mixing. So you got that sort of. You've got, you know, your feet doing one thing and your your hands are doing another thing, just trying to get it all working together. Well, maybe it's in like the Xbox Connect because that never worked well. <laughs> so that'll be really difficult. <laughs> it's trying to track what you're doing, but just failing miserably. Yeah. Through inverse kinematics. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Let's yep. click again. Uh, let's do another. <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Trophy. Don't know what that word is, so I'm clicking it again. <laughs> All right, mine is waiting. Creativity. Okay. <gasps> You've got writer's block, and the goal okay. is to do nothing, and eventually you get a trophy, and it just counts down how many hours you've been sitting there. <laughs> the trophy for the most procrastination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cat needs to be fed. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even do that. Can't even do anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, where I was going is, um, I went to waiting as in a waiter or waitress. Ah, yep. Uh, 
and maybe you have to be the most like you you get a trophy for being the most creative at waiting mm. whether that's <laughs> throwing the food onto <laughs> the tables and being really accurate <laughs> around it or <laughs> is it like uh, roller coaster tycoon but crossed with a restaurant then so you have to like build an automated service system oh oh yeah okay yeah and you're competing in like Guinness World Book of Records or something for fast, like most number of people served in most a number of people number. served. Yeah, so a bit like um, there's that uh, that game Big Pharma as well, where you're kind of putting machines together to, in that you're creating pharmaceuticals. But this is mm. you got conveyor belts and robot arms and yeah, you know, different little pulleys and things. Yeah, so okay, you're trying to be as fast as possible. Oh, has anyone played? Have you played Densha de Go? The Japanese train simulator? No. It's, if you ever get a chance to play it, it is like the hardest game ever. Okay. It's It's terrifying. It's got those sorts of mechanics in it. Oh, not really. You just kind of control a train, but it's like, you, like you need to stop the train within, I think, one meter of the door lines on, indicated on the platform. You've got like a, maybe like not even five seconds to get to the platform. It's like, you've got to like mix this speed but also right. accuracy. And so, like, when you try to get the food to the people, like, you want it as fast as possible, so do you shoot it out of a cannon, for example? But then it's like, <laughs> you're not very accurate and the people can't eat that much. So yeah, have you yeah. really served them? Yeah, well, th- I can see this being really uh, one of those games where people will just share these crazy maps or crazy levels that they've managed yep. to put together. Where, yeah, it is exactly that. It's like, you fire the food out of a cannon, but they've got a nice, like, evenly sloped, um, you know, curved surface that it that sort of catches it and slows it down and eventually puts it onto the right uh, mm. the right table based on, you know, the, the pulley system that's, like, brought the right diverter thing in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can't have, like, a pasta diverter for the soup. That wouldn't work. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you have to, <laughs> to, like, be the right size. Well, I'm just thinking yeah. as well, like... Yeah, you know, if if it goes wrong, the food's going to go everywhere. So you get you get uh, judged based on the the amount of mess at the end mm. of the the day, or yeah, as well. Yeah. So therefore, is it kind of like Polybridge in that you know you've got different levels and different amounts of money that you can actually spend on creating this new this new contraption to mm. serve the food, and you're literally only trying to serve it to one table. But it's like it, um, depending on what level you're on, depends on what table you're trying to you're trying to get to so you on this um i don't know maybe even a just a 2d plane you see three or four tables and the idea is to not get the food all over these other people but you got to serve it to this person and this person on table two and i like the idea of a polybridge style thing where it is just like relatively short levels that have a single mm. goal i kind of like the idea though that like each level you'd have a certain amount of meals that you need to make and serve, but they might be to different tables. And it's just that, like kind of like in Polybridge where you have different cars that will move in different order. Um, mm. yep. You know, you know that, that this this person is going to order their food first and then this person's going to order their food. But but maybe when they order their food, um, there's there's some sort of input into your system that lets you like, oh, okay, when when they're ready for like, when the when their food's ready or whatever, it it switches something so that it's going to end up in the yep. right place. Mm. Yeah, I kind of I like that idea of yeah creating these basically Rube Goldberg style systems <laughs> just to avoid hiring wait staff. <laughs> yeah, because if you hire wait staff, then you end up with Dynadash. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> in a very Which different game. I love. Yep. Um, oh, that's cool. I like that idea. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, I wonder if the cooking comes into it, you know, because you have to make specific meals per level. And maybe it, maybe it's not just the, the serving. Maybe it's the cooking that you have to build the machines to do as well. So, you have to, like, you have to get the pasta once it's boiled, goes down a conveyor into the strainer, flips it up, you know. It's basically um, at the beginning of Back to the Future, like Doc Brown's breakfast-making machine. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> But you have to be able to make that for a bunch of different recipes. So yeah, it flips the pasta into the air, but you uh, and goes through you know the sauce that you've that you, is dripping down from the thing above, or <laughs> so it gets evenly sourced. A pasta sauce <laughs> waterfall. Pasta yeah, sauce exactly. Waterfall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you go along through the game, you get new uh, different recipes that you have to make and different different uh, uh, ingredients and things. And yeah, yep. <laughs> you mix and match them so. Whoops, the, I accidentally put chocolate into that waterfall instead of pasta sauce. And, but it turns out it, they liked pasta. it. Dessert pasta. Yeah, dessert pasta. That's it. You invent something new and that's an achievement. That's a secret achievement. Yep, definitely. <laughs> the different combinations that you can do. <laughs> that's yep. cool. Okay, I think that's about all we can do with that one. Let's click again. I, I feel like we should be able to get something political in there. Um, yeah, uh, something around automation... Um, people taking losing people's jobs. jobs. Taking away yeah. people's jobs. Yeah. Yeah, okay, there yep. we go. There you go. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Cornmeal. Jog. Glory. You're, uh, see, my brain just went, let's go the most literal. You're cornmeal trying to jog for glory. And I, <laughs> I feel like we could do better. Meal. I'm not sh- that, yeah, cornmeal. I don't know how well that would jog. How would that is yeah. it like a, a a bowl like a, a a mass of cornmeal that has managed to become sentient and <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've got nothing this is why you never go for the first idea <laughs> yes okay so cornmeal's also known in Italy as polenta Ooh, so okay. that's a dish of boiled cornmeal that was historically made from other grains uh, maybe served as a hot porridge so maybe um, your characters. Jogging and the glory of winning this jog is it's eating a nice a bowl, bowl of polenta. polenta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I jog for polenta. Right. <laughs> you know, but polenta kind of like it forms a solid. Yeah, and so maybe you have do, to yes. craft a jogger, not not the shoe. <laughs> I just meant like a little person, but sure, shoe <laughs> out of cornmeal. <laughs> Okay. And so, like, yeah. you have to design for maximum stability, or, like, do you go for speed? I mean, there's going to be some wear on that, so, like, where do you put most of the cornmeal? <laughs> and it becomes um, <laughs> sentient and... <laughs> Devours so it's, well, yeah, it's another... It's like a... It's kind of a spore-esque procedural, procedural animation. <laughs> so, based on how you kind of sculpt this being out of, out of polenta... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then and then you run it through the course. Yeah. Um to and the goal is to finish or to finish fast. Um like the the characters in Gang Beasts uh, kind of could be made out of polenta. Like that's sort of, yeah. of anime of procedural <laughs> animation. You have to make sure that it's that it's the right size that it's not going to get stuck on anything and just part of it, part of it just falls off or um that's interesting. If if you run through the wrong the wrong area of the track, like it's um, a little bit too wet and the leg falls off and <laughs> it's yeah. just hopping down the street. <laughs> oh, yeah, your mix, your mixture comes into it. 
So you can't yeah. be too sloppy because if you run over a grate, you'll just like fall through it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But maybe there's a benefit to to being a bit more viscous or less viscous. Mm. Maybe over time, but not too maybe dry. you can change. <laughs> maybe you can add it. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's about, um, you know, crops being subsidized by the government. So you can, once like you hit a certain level, add wheat to your polenta mix to make your jogger. Right. And that just changes the properties of it in some way. Okay. You get more ingredients as you go. Mm. And then one of the final levels is that you get like rubber cement and it's like, oh, (laughs) this this thing's totally, (laughs) totally indestructible. So it's the, it's the journey of this polenta jogger. Slowly <laughs> becoming more and more complex and, <laughs> and, and, and able to reach for glory. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to see that game. No, I, I, I don't feel either. Like polenta person. Okay, through I don't know. There, there aren't enough polenta-based video games, I have That's- to say. <laughs> All right, let's go again. <laughs> yes. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. Analytics. Psychotherapy. Oh, God. (laughs) Mystery. Okay. All right. Mm. Well, I mean, psychotherapy can be around analyzing if we want to sort of combine those two. But I kind of like the idea of a mystery story that comes to light through someone's psychotherapy sessions. Mm. Um, So you you tell an interesting psychotherapist or you play. The receptionist. Is it a closed house murder mystery? You're the psychotherapist and these are all your patients. Oh, and you just have to like talk to them all and figure Mm. out who did it. That's cool. That is cool. So who has died? Is it the male receptionist? (laughs) Sure. So it's just so it's just a normal day at the office and suddenly your male receptionist is murdered. And so you'd lock everyone in and it's just all the patients who are waiting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was going with maybe the fish died and, you know, it's, it's not as bad as murder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep it on a lighter theme. Okay. If, if we want to go the fish murdered, that's okay. Maybe it's random murders that just happen. Like some someone has died and it gets changed each time that you start up the game. So it's mm. never never the same and you've got to sort of work out through an analytical sort of mind of asking questions and finding out who actually um, is telling the truth. That could be interesting around, like I think people have tried to do sort of procedural murder mystery style things Mm. before but yeah sort of generating a number of characters creating relationships through them and then and then sort of creating the mystery out of that where the game knows that you need to find out this piece of information from this person that will lead you to you know another piece of information about someone else and you sort of end up down this path of figuring out who did whatever the crime was or the the sort of incident that kicked it all off Mm. Maybe that's a mystery. There was um, never any incident. Because <laughs> we'll I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I'm, I'm now thinking that it could just be literally Clue, or Cluedo as mm. it is in Australia, but Clue, the um the video game, and, you know, the uh, Professor Plum and all those sort of characters are actually, like, your patients and you're, you're still the psycho psychotherapist and you've come to this mansion and the... um. The body has has been found, and now you've got to, you know, sort of investigate as to as to 
what's happened. So every time you play, it's the same characters, whether it's the um, Miss Scarlet or anything like that. Yeah. Mm. Whether we can get the get the license, but you know, <laughs> you've got to work out what room it was actually committed in. And yeah. Kind okay. of, kind of like, but, kind of like the. But the board instead game. of yeah, but instead of through the board game mechanics of sort of process of elimination and asking people for cards and things, it's literally that you just talk to each character and find this information out. Yeah. But it's procedurally generated through, you know, all the different um all the different uh relationships that you can you can sort of maybe ha- have someone have programmed in and it selects a random set of okay, this person is engaged to this person and Yeah, this person is doesn't like this other person and Or are talk. you all so- psychotherapists? It's a whole whole room of psychotherapists. So you have to like be defensively, like defensive (laughs) psychotherapy. (laughs) All right. Should we do another? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Three, two, one, click. Henchman. (laughs) Drunkard. Oh god, I got funeral, but I'm not doing that because every we've had a funeral in like every every episode of the last three weeks. (laughs) Amusement. So wait, what have we got? Drunkard, amusement, and what was your Hench- henchman? Henchman. See, it's just quap again. You're a henchman. You feel bad, like <laughs> you know, you're trying to make your life better because you were a bit of a drunkard, and yeah, I've got. And nothing. everyone's l- laughing at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so amused. Um, well, I was actually thinking that you could be maybe the um the sort of evil genius who has who has a henchman, okay. and. You're trying to keep him amused so he doesn't go back to drinking. Okay. okay. He's a drunkard. Yeah, I like so it. It's tr- rehab um, for your henchmen. I mean, just because you're rehab, evil yeah. doesn't mean you can't care. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, your henchmen are an important part of your organization. Exactly. They give them good benefits. Right. Happy employees are productive employees. That's it. Exactly. Okay, so what are the sort of mechanics around that? How do you... How do we, how well, do you to keep someone them? amused isn't necessarily to, you know... Make, make them, the, make them, you know, laugh or anything like that. It's just I'm thinking keeping keeping them busy, like giving them tasks to to go and do. So you've you've got to sort of um, build traps to protect the princess or prince. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, of course you're an evil genius. You've got someone kidnapped. Yeah. Build traps. Um, well, maybe that's it. Maybe as as the evil genius, you have to keep coming up with evil plans to make sure your henchmen have something to do. Yeah. You don't want to be evil anymore, but really, <laughs> you're doing this it. for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yep. you start off with one henchman, and then yep. later on you get henchmen, and it just so happens that they all are recovering alcoholics. So you've got to keep giving them, you know, menial tasks. Yeah. That to to keep them busy and then, you know, make sure that they're they're happy and they're not <laughs> they're not resorting to drinking. So yeah. um I'm thinking that there's gotta be some sort of mechanic in which as as you go on you've got to come up with, okay, here's the next the next task that I'm going to give to the next he- henchman and mm. you know, it'll get it'll have like a time mechanic as to how long how many seconds this, this henchman's gonna be kept busy for. Yeah. And so you you continually coming up with different ideas. Maybe it's a um almost like a rhythm rhythm sort of game that you're you're coming up with ideas by hitting a number of button presses on in like a quick time event or something. I guess this explains why quests are always in taverns. It's because the henchmen won't go in there. 
<laughs> that's it. That's your hero who's trying to defeat the evil genius. Yeah. No, knows that all of your henchmen have have problems with alcohol. Yeah. And and so they all they all hide out in the taverns to God to tell damn you what to heroes. Do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll move on to our final segment. Yep. Uh, now, what we do here is um, you you are working for a game studio and you're working mm-hmm. on a game, but I mm-hmm. suspect your game is currently unannounced. Is that the case? Yes, that is correct. There is <laughs> okay, a game. So- that is what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> there is a game, there is a name, and you can't tell us what and that you can't name tell is. Us so, therefore, so we we'll go to can't our- do our <laughs> usual thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we would usually do is we would take the name of the game you're working on and... Mm-hmm. Uh, we would come up with basically an, an alternate game idea based of purely on the name. Uh, since okay. your game is unannounced and you probably aren't we, able to give us the scoop. <laughs> our our um, code names are Mountains in Australia, if that's any help. That's your code name, sorry? We've got code names. Um, right. We've, we've decided that our code name convention is just Mountains in Australia. <laughs> right. Well, so, that, pick well, a mountain in Australia that. and... <laughs> We can make a game um, around that. <laughs> that would be interesting. Well, no, our other option, though, is what we've been doing is uh, um, if you have a a game that you are particularly anticipating um, mm. that's coming out. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to what came of Edith Finch. Okay. I haven't actually heard of that one. Um, Maybe I should, I should look good it up. For our idea. It's probably good. That's, <laughs> exactly. I'll look it up after the podcast, but until then. <laughs> what remains of Edith Finch? What remains of Edith Finch. Yes. Okay. So, what we're going to do is we're going to throw away everything you know about that game other than the mm-hmm. title, and we're just going to mm-hmm. use the title and say, all right, what remains of Edith Finch? Sorry, Finch, yeah, Finch. Finch. <laughs> that's our that's our title, and let's let's see what that game would be. Um, so that's it. Like, I mean, right away, it's it's a fairly sort of evocative title, and presumably there's somebody in called Edith Finch, uh, who is who is part of the who is in this game. Are you a coroner? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh. I don't know if we want to get a literal remains trip. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, this is weird because it's not my game, so I don't know. Um, like, what happens if it was Kosciuszko or something like that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we could. T- <laughs> um. Well, I was actually about to say that maybe what remains of Edith Finch is a diary. Okay. Mm. And um, written throughout this diary is basically some some cryptic information of something that happened in the past and you're in you're in the future in her in her house trying to piece together the mystery okay so it's like it's a bit of a gone home sort of vibe yeah but because she doesn't use any names and she sort of speaks about i don't know the or maybe even something about the red door behind behind the forest or something like that and you've got to try and work out but because it was so many years ago it was the door's been repainted and you've got to work out like through scratching mm. scratching the door and finding the paint and those those sort of ideas so that you're you're trying to figure out this mystery as to what actually happened to I Edith do Finch. like that idea of sort of a mystery so many yeah, like using clues that are that are so old that you have to use some sort of kind of deductive reasoning or to figure out what they meant. 
based on current yeah the current state of things that's that's a cool idea yeah. um another idea that you could actually have is um the mansion that that she used to live in has been renovated since hmm. so um a new wing has been put on and so therefore you know, she talks about, say, a room that used to be right on the edge of the house, but it turns out that in that w- that room was totally removed in the or something that was outside, replaced- like the, you know, she refers to the statue garden or something, but you know, you can't find that anywhere in the house, um, and it turns yep. out that you've you, that they built over it, you know, with this the new part of the the building, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Kamina? <laughs> I, I think you should check this game out. <laughs> Are we too close for comfort? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's coming out shortly, I think, on PS4. Well, I have PS4, so I tend to like just remember that detail. <laughs> I don't have PS4, so hopefully it comes out on something else. If it's like this, I really want to check yeah, it out. <laughs> it should be. Um, let's just have a look. Yeah, I am. Don't, I actually don't have that much time for games these days which is a little distressing because you know i should know the medium i'm working in so console games are not as big as really short mobile games for me (laughs) it's it's like it's interesting it's like you start making games you kind of don't have as much time to play them to play them (laughs) well especially when you got three um three courses on the trot as well (laughs) yeah yeah luckily i found out when the due dates for all my assessments are so i've got a little bit of time to worry about that all right. Well, I think maybe we'll f- we'll finish up there then. <laughs> so I think that'll that'll about do us for today's yep. episode. Thank you. For so Kamina, where where can people um, find out more stuff about you and Mountains, the team that you work for? Uh, so we're on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Spamois personally, and we've got Mountains Games on Instagram, and I do believe that is our Twitter. I do much more of the instagramming than i do of the tweeting <laughs> yep that. um yeah so we are mountains games on those two we're also on facebook yeah we've got a website which is mountains.studio which is pretty much where you can contact us as well yep fantastic yeah twitter for me so when when do you think that we can see the game that you've been working on how how long approximately um sometime this year fantastic not you know <laughs> considering where three months into the year yeah. that gives me a little bit of flexibility <laughs> gives you some breathing room <laughs> yeah pretty much um, awesome yeah, well, we'll be looking, looking forward to year. to seeing what comes out of out of the studio for sure yeah it's gonna be really really exciting all right well thank you for joining us today thank uh, you for having me we will f- sorry for making everything political <laughs> that's all right i'm not that's sorry right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry not sorry yeah pretty much <laughs> um all right well I am Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. I'm Kamina. Uh, So, uh, Trevor, a game where you play a a sentient polenta jogging down the street? What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, I'd play that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going for cutesy animal farm any day. That was pretty good. (laughs) I'd forgotten about that. (laughs) 